Kokorongo kite tangi a te kori mako Ko rero flowing a te hoka force Ko papa relevant, ko papa out of bounds Ko papa exigent, ko papa paramount Nga ko nga whakapiri mai ki te Ko papa tino whakahira hira Whakarongo pi kari kari mai Hare hare mai, o tari ngā hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kane kane move that body Kane kane move that body Tēnā rā tātou e te iwi, nau mai hoki mai ki Taringa. We are here at Te Ipurau in Te Awamutu. Te Awamutu! Rose Town. And I am a rose among the thorns. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> ko mātou rā e nei. Ko au, ko praone. Mātou ko hariru, ko tariao. E mihi atu nei. Tēnā koutou katoa. And welcome back to this instalment of Taringa. And we've done the rounds and we're at Tikanga 101, Tikanga for Dummies. It's not really for Dummies, but I think I just like saying that because it's got a <laughs> ring to it. But we talk about aspects of Te Ao Māori and uh, Tikanga, or some of the Tikanga customs to do with those kaupapa aspects that we talk about. And today we are talking about Mo tea tea. <laughs> and we were just having a conversation about, well, actually, Hariru um, said that this is quite a serious topic to be talking about. And if you don't know what mo tea tea is, mo tea tea are our, I guess it's a generic term now, Neha, for our traditional Māori songs. Yeah. Yeah. So when I say traditional, I mean traditional, so this isn't the waiata whakangahau, not the waiata you'd hear someone playing a guitar to, so this isn't tūtira mai ngā iwi or any of those waiata. Uh, these are our traditional songs, so these are our waiata tangi, our uh, laments for the dead, and our... Waiata aroha, unrequited loved ones, <laughs> mainly. Holding on to you. So our love songs. Oh, pātere. Pātere. What's your interpretation of pātere? Sort of like takes you on a journey-ish kind of thing. So I think the root word in there is probably kupu in there is tere. So most pātere are quite fast in their tempo. And yeah, traditionally they were by scorned women. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I think in contemporary times, and I mean, I mean contemporary probably in the last hundred years... <laughs> and then probably really, really contemporary in the past 20 or 30 years, we've mm. written new pātere. And they've been pātere that have been composed and yeah, they've taken an imaginary journey. But yeah, the signature of a pātere is that it's quite fast in comparison to the other types of motetea. What are some other motetea? Ori ori. Ori ori. Yeah, which I think uh, they're sort of translated as lullabies really, but they're definitely not the mm. type of lullabies that you hear in English anyway. Mm. Um, but yeah, ori ori are really interesting. Yeah, I find ori ori very interesting and ite kōrero mātou i nanahi. A little bit about ori ori because it came up in our kōrero about te aitanga mahaki mm. and one of the ori ori from there, the pōpō, which mm. is one of the famous ori ori. Yeah. And I was saying how, you know, the Pākehā would have seen our tūpuna singing to the pepe and just thought, oh, they're doing a lullaby. Yeah. When yeah. really a lullaby doesn't sum up or, you know, doesn't give 
precedence really to what an audio is, which mm. is the transmission of knowledge from yeah. the parents. Ne, mm. yeah, and how could you not learn about yourself and your history? You know, if your parent, your mother or father was singing this audio to you every day mm. with the battles and the love stories or, you know, the trials and tribulations of your iwi and everything like that, your whakapapa, how could you not learn? Yeah. So I think it was a clever way, actually, yeah. of teaching mm. yeah. the stories. Then we got some of our other types of motetea, kaioraora, uh, which is an insulting song. And it can take on the air of a pātere. Some kaiorora sound like pātere. And then some of them can also sound, they may sound like a waiatatangi, but the language they employ is, mm. they're not lamenting anything. They're talking about eating brains and all sorts of things <laughs> like that. So if you look a at key the... keyword in there, kai. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and ora ora, alive. So to eat somebody alive. And we know the saying, i roto i te ao pākeha. Grew up with the saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. While in Māori, saying something derogatory about somebody or defaming somebody is one of the hugest slights on somebody's mana you can do. And particularly if you start talking about eating their body parts. Yeah. So that's your kaiorora. And I know many of the kaiorora that were composed were by women. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time... They were to invigorate their iwi to exact revenge on whoever performed an ill deed against mm. them. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes it was the kaiorora, was the last sort of little nudge that the wife of whoever was killed or murdered or, you know, could be the mother. That was sort of the last thing, the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm. Yeah. Or those are some of the traditional waiata. I don't like to say chants. Mm. Traditional chant. It's not really a chant. A chant is something that's repetitive to my knowledge. So you go back. It's not really a chant. I don't agree with that translation of them. But um, yeah, those are the traditional songs, I guess, of our tūpuna. Ko nga mō tētea o waiata koraua, waiata tawhito, huatanga. That's a little bit of a snippet about the types of or the genre of motetea. Now we're going to talk about some of the tikanga to do with, I guess, the performance of those items or motetea in general. Well, ko te tikanga tuatahi ki au, know your kupu. <laughs> <laughs> know your kupu. Yeah. And I've been caught out. I got caught out because... This Koroa, who I will not name, <laughs> we went to my mate's 21st birthday and I will name where he was from, Tuhoi. And he wanted the, the wayata na mihiki te kapua, and I think it's labelled in Nga Motete as a soliloquy, mm. katangi te titi. And that's, that's the wayata he wanted. Well, we sort of knew the wayata, but, you know, we sort mm. of said to him, oh, we'll know it if you was one of those situations. You know, mm. you get into those situations. Yeah. There's there's a lot of waiata motete like that, eh? Like, yeah. you know it if someone else is singing yeah, it, but you're not yeah. quite confident <laughs> to lead it yourself. <laughs> so anyway, this crow goes to us. He says, oh, you, you know, you fellas start it, my koutou tīmata. You know, well, none of my mates are going to start it. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'll give it a crack. You know, I'll start this waiata, <laughs> we'll be all good. Well, I start, we started the waiata, 
and we putted out and f- we didn't even get through the first verse. I think we got through <laughs> like three lines and then we started doing like, and this, um, anyway, the crower, he turned in the waiata and made a really big deal of it. He yelled at us and sort of said, he's actually swore at us. Yeah. That's harsh because I saw a lot of Māori anyway yeah. can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, anyway, later, or much later, my auntie, te, ko te teina tēne o taku mama, I was telling her about it, you know, and I was actually moaning to her about what this crower done. And then she said to me, Inge. <laughs> <laughs> so, Inge, everybody means Sergi, right? <laughs> and her thing was, shouldn't have started it, you didn't know the waiata. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And she said to me, never ever start a waiata you don't know because the person that starts the waiata, Kotana Mahi, he pupuri te Māori o te waiata. Right. And everybody will follow them or, you know, take the lead from them. Mm. So uh, that was a big learning for me. Is uh, that was my max twenty first, and it's one year. Say so, yeah, I would have been nineteen or twenty, yeah, and and that was one of my tētahi on tikanga mote mote mahi waiata. Me mohi o kinga kupu, <laughs> and definitely don't start the waiata if you don't know know the waiata. And then I thought later on, of course, I got older and I thought, was that waiata even appropriate mm. for the corridor? Because we were in the Farekai sitting and things like that. We went oh, on the Marae. Yeah. was actually yeah. in the Farekai. I thought, oh, maybe the waiata wasn't appropriate either for the time and place. You know, people were drinking and mm-hmm. things like that. So that might be another tikanga's whether the waiata is appropriate. Yeah. Suits the kaupapa, suits the kōrero, which is easier said than done. Yeah. yeah. Um, because we haven't got the repertoire of waiata that our tūpuna had. Mm. And we've got to remember, they sat around practising. I remember as a boy, Komatua doing their waiata practice. They'd be all having a smoke with my nannies. And it wasn't even a practice. It just naturally happened. Someone would start up a motete. And then they'd all sort of come in. Mm. And they'd, they'd do it. And then you'd think someone was asleep. And then you'd see the end of their cigarette <laughs> thing up. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so we haven't got the repertoire. So it's easier said than done finding a waiata that suits the kōrero. So I know that I'm not sure how long ago, but it was a little while ago and there was a question that had popped up on Facebook around whether or not you stand to mm. support a waiata, but you don't even know the words and you end up just standing there looking either pretty or stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. How kōrua whakaaro mo tērā? Oh, I don't stand if I don't know the song. Mm. Like... Yep, I want to take call, but I'm not going to stand up if I don't know the words. Mm. Yeah. I think kawana ke te, te motea te iarato e mohiwana ngā kupu. Right. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you have people that are singing the song, but they're just sitting Sing in their down. seats. <laughs> yeah, how are they? get up. Uh, yeah. get up. Like, in that situation, it depends on the context too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I mean, if a whole group gets up, and they yep. don't know the waiata. I'm like, oh, come on. Come <laughs> <laughs> But um, I've been one to get up and stand with a kumatua. Oh, yeah. But just myself, mm-hmm. and I don't know the waiata, but I'm narunga i taku aroha, I get up and stand next to them. And yeah. that's mostly on the marae. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, hey, pautuara. Yeah. Hey, taunaki aratai. So I think in sort of different contexts it's mm-hmm. okay, but yeah, if you're getting up, Every waiata and you don't know the waiata, <laughs> yeah. that actually peeves me off. Mm. It's one of my little pet peeves, my <laughs> motete peeves. 
is one. And the other one is when um, the waiata is over and everybody keeps standing. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Funnily enough, some of the iwi I go to and they say, oh, that's what we do. And I was like, well, I don't remember you doing that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's out of respect for the kaikōrero. Yeah. The problem is, they some of these kaikōrero, they go just keep go, yeah, yeah. They go on and on. Yeah. And then they... They really look dumb, I think, standing there. Yeah. It's like, it's quite <laughs> awkward. It can be quite awkward. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Because in Tainui, we know that we sit down, so we do sit down. Yeah. And then when you have a group of people that are from different places, and so you've got some that have already sat down yeah, and yeah. others yeah. that are still standing, and then the people in between who are not sure what to yeah. do, so they're half and half. Yeah. But there's one kōrero that, um, i kōrero hia, i taku karanga tuakana, e pānia papa, Mo Tomawa Kroa to Carpool Clark, and he had been asked that question too at some stage uh, while he was still alive. And he actually explained that Kotetikanga, you know, Kotewayata he fakatepeinga korero. So once they've finished their korero and you've done your wayata, that's it. There shouldn't actually be any more korero after that. Yeah. So everybody is supposed to sit down. Mm. Um, but yeah, and that was something that was another perspective for us to think about that Pania had brought up again at one of our kurareo. Mm. And it was actually, yeah, actually, because the waiata is supposed to end everything that, that's been said by the kaikōrero. Yeah. So what purpose is there to carry on speaking after you've done a waiata? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a chance, I think, for the kaikōrero to put in there anything he forgot or he <laughs> yeah, left yeah. out. Because that's what it gets used <laughs> for, eh? Yeah. Yeah, so kuna aku whakaaro mo I think it's a blanket tikunga. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, over the years we've started standing at the end. Yeah, instead of going to sit down. Yeah, but that's a good explanation from the Karaua, the Kapo. And yeah, that's your job. And that's something that was told to me. Kuna to mahi e waiata, kamitsu to waiata komitsu. What about in some instances, like pehekea kōrua now? Sometimes you go and, um, you know, you're taught to go and sing with your pūkōrero, your kaikōrero, mm. to go and stand with them in support. Mm. But sometimes in some places you might be inside, outside, and just pending on the seating, you're all sort of broken up. I mean, I've been to some kaupapa and half your group's over there and the other half's over there and mm. stand up next minute, oh, kua rangi to waiata. <laughs> Do you make an effort to try and stand by your gaiva, by your kaimatua or your pūkōrero or... Do you think that comes down to where you, you know you should mm. really choose where you sit as well? You should take all those things into account. Oh yeah, I make the effort to try and stand with them, but if it's just too awkward to yeah. get there, I just stand where I'm standing and project. <laughs> yeah, project. <laughs> and just project yeah. my voice. But in saying that too, when you're with a group, and and I don't know about this too, because Antonio, you might have some thoughts on this, because I know as Tainui when we go places. Um, to a national kaupapa or whatever and you know you can tell that the, the kaikōrero is starting to wrap up their kōrero mm. so the groups you know all our different kappa yeah, start yeah. positioning and then you get a whole lot of people starting to move around in the crowd getting ready to support this kaikōrero <laughs> but it's really distracting yeah yeah so yeah what are your thoughts on that and I mean it's good to strategically try and place yourself to support your pūkōrero but when it's that distracting, is it really worth it? No, I think it's cool that everyone wants to go over, but probably wait till it starts, eh? Yeah. <laughs> wait till the waiata starts and then walk over. 
and sing along enough way to be yeah. able to make it just, at least halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> sing while you walk. Oh, good. Well, why are you talking on that? <laughs> the last right. a few weeks ago, Tariaho was there, I'm sure. And Jim was wrapping up his, he finished his kōrero a bit earlier than his kaitautoko thought he would. <laughs> and then, I'm not going to name them. <laughs> One of them actually, and if she's listening, she'll know who she is. Yeah. Anyway, so Ms. Kaitautoko, she gets up, well, there's both of them, she gets up on the other side and then runs, like literally runs across <laughs> the body <laughs> to start his waiata, does his waiata, and then when they finish, she runs What's back. <laughs> and I thought, wee. I had a word to her later, and I said, you know, next time, start your waiata there where you are and walk across as you're singing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run and then start the way out there. And then just sit down there anyway when you're finished. Yeah. So that's a sit down there. <laughs> I think that's something that I'm at war with is the crossing across. So being brought up in Tearawa, a lot of their porphyry or kaupapa are inside the whare. Mm. And it's okay for the tangata whenua to cross over some of them will come off the pipe and go over and sing the waiata, help the mm. manihiri sing their waiata. Oh, yeah. And then go back. And I remember this one time back here at home, something like that happened at the pa. And one of my aunties went across, across the marae to um, help the manihiri sing their waiata. Mm. Yeah, and my auntie told her off. Another auntie told her, Get back here. So, um, yeah, I've sort of held on to that and now there's some situations where it might be te pō mihi mihi, so after the pōwhiri and everybody is in the whare and you've had karakia and there's mihi mihi and go around and I might be sitting on the side of the house where the tangata whenua are and then someone on the manihiri side starts a song and someone from my kāhui tangata whenua, they, they cross the whare nui to support mm. their waiata and I'm yeah. like oh I don't think that's yeah I wouldn't do that but um, I, I think if that was on a marae you wouldn't cross across the marae to do it so why would you do it in the whare mm. uh, that's from the context of the tangata whenua holding on to the mauri of the whare yeah. so yeah it might be different for someone who's not tangata whenua but mm. they're sitting on the other side of the whare yep. yeah so there's all the little yeah. Things you've got to take into account, hey? Mm. Those are the tikanga of motetea. But in saying that, it's like <laughs> trying to find a balance too for people that are learning. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's what's missing in a lot of the learning today is the exposure. Yeah. Mm. So taking people to hui, whether it be, you know, hui, aiwi, you know, koroneihana, even tangihanga out mm. on other, other iwi you know you need to get the experience and that's for everything yeah so if you're wondering on what to do and what not to do you gotta go to those hui that everybody talks about <laughs> yeah <laughs> go to yeah. the pokai go to <laughs> all the kaupapa that are happening at your marae absolutely and I think we provide for you here on Taringa some discussion points perhaps that you can have with your kaumātua. So mm. you might hear some things we talk about and that's a good opportunity for you to initiate a conversation with the learned ones within your whānau, hapu or iwi. As I've said, you know, we provide snippets on, on Taringa and we might expand a bit on some things, but 
you've got to do a lot of your own research. Yeah. Um, but another learning I had, and, and one that I always refer to, was a tangi. This auntie of mine, we got up to sing this uh, waiata tangi. So it was as I lament, and this was at a tangihanga. And as we were singing, we were all facing this way, and my auntie was behind me, and then I just felt her gently, her hands on my hips, and then mm. she just turned me towards the tūpāpaku. And that sort of, I clicked straight away. Mm. I was like, oh, we're not singing to one another. <laughs> and you see that at Tangihanga. Mm -hmm. The tangata whenu gets up and they sing to the manihiri. And the manihiri get up and they sing to the tangata whenu. And when a lot of the time the waiata they are singing are actually waiata tangi, so they're directed at the dead or the bereaved. Yeah. So yeah. they should be singing them to the, the two pāpaku. Yeah. So to the whare mate, eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think a good thing to do too as a bit of a tip is to really try and read like if you're manifiri and you're a bit unsure on what to do at a marae that's outside of your rohe, you, you got to read the tangata whenua, watch their body language when you do something, mm. watch their facial expressions <laughs> when you do something, and you'll get it, you'll get it. <laughs> but you have to read read the people mm. and also read your own kaumātua that you're with if you're lucky enough to be with kaumātua. Mm. As you were talking... I'm reminded of a kōrero by Koro, well, the late Koro Iwi. He just passed away recently within the past few months. And kōia te kai kōrero mā tana kuia. Mm. And there was this kuia that took him around or would take him as a kai kōrero for her to the various hui and tangi and things like that. But she would always do his waiata. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he got used to that, this kuia doing his waiata. Anyway, they went to this, I'm not sure what it was, it was a hui anyway, and anyway, katute koroa kite kōrero. And after he had finished his fai kōrero, he waited uh, for his queer to get up and sing a song. Well, she didn't. And <laughs> she looked, he gave her the look, mm -hmm. and she said to him, you know, quite loudly, Enoho! You know? <laughs> so he felt pretty dumb, really, because she she sort of, you know, said that to him publicly, quite loud on the marae. So he went to sit down. Anyway, later he said to her, Oh, you know, why didn't she sing my waiata? I was waiting for you to sing my, my waiata. And she said to him, He paia ke te waiata kore, i tēnā o te waiata take kore. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so she said, it's better to have no song than a song with no reason, or a reason to sing the song that has no reason for meaning in context of what he said. Yeah. And I thought, that's a really interesting way to look at it because these days, most of the time, all the time, you're expected to have a waiata. Mm. There have only been maybe one or two occasions where I remember a koraua not having a waiata and he said quite explicitly why he isn't going to have a waiata. Mm. But yeah, I just think, mm. yeah, I thought that's an interesting... Um, that was the only time as queer done that as well. Mm. What are your thoughts on waiata hei haukoti te kai kōrero, i ngā kōrero a te kai kōrero. Oh yes, so this is another yes. tikanga. Yep. Hariru is asking about um, another tikanga, <laughs> <laughs> or that's in the arsenal of somebody on a marae, <laughs> that's used um, when somebody's saying something that's not really agreeable or isn't right, that our kuia or our woman folk will get up and sing a song to sit the speaker down. And hopefully he takes takes that sign. Some day, day, some keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I've seen that on Tūranga Waiwai. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I saw it just recently, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and that did work. And I've seen it on, we've gone in one of our speakers and it was our own people that didn't like what he was saying. It was unsuitable. Mm. And they've started the waiata. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that's when I think the eharai te mea come in and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because those are the ones that I've seen too. It was like the mawaira or eharai te mea. Yeah. And then, yeah, the women start singing. And if they don't sit down, then the men come in and remove. Yeah. <laughs> remove the speaker. <laughs> I think too, if you're going to do that, you've got to make sure you've got the support Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, you know, all, your, all the other kaiwaiata are going to get up because yeah. there's some strong speakers. I've seen it in a few contexts, actually, and I've seen some speakers be offended. Mm. And then I've seen the other ones sort of like they put their hand up because they've realised they've probably gone over the mark a bit. Mm, mm. And they've, they haven't taken it as a slight on their mana. Yeah. But yeah, rather just a little nudge to, okay, kanui tēnā, that's enough. Right. Yeah. I've seen that, uh, what was that, the tangi of Niwa. So Farehuya Muroi, his wife. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because the speaker on the Fakaue side and blessings to you Koroko Ngarokwe. But I think because he was deaf, he didn't hear that they were sticking down their koha and he got up to cut the speeches off mm. and oh. tell them Akanui Dena, because there'd been quite a lot of speakers yep. and it was getting dark. Mm. And there was a bit of confusion there on his behalf. And then two who got confused, they had come on and they had had a tangi, so they they had arrived not when the sun was going down, but it was getting late. Mm. Yeah. And they speaker went to put the koha down, didn't get an opportunity to put the koha down because he'd got told that that was enough. So all of their people got up and they done a mana wawera. Ah, okay. Yeah, anyway, the poor crow on the, on the Tangata Whenua side, on the Te Arawa side, he didn't know what was going on because he sort of missed everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I did feel sorry for him. <laughs> but anyway, everybody ended up having a big hariru afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in those situations, you see the some of the beauty roto i te ao Māori and our way of doing things and the yeah. big part that waiata play in, yeah. in that. I roto i atata one thing that I've seen now is we've, over the years, we've got more and more people that have been involved in kapahaka, and you see that on the marae. Oh, yes, yes, a, a kapahaka performance yes, on the marae, yeah, yeah, yeah. as so, opposed to a, a motiatea. Yes, yeah. I think as a group, if you're on the stage, is finding their balance. I think you're performing the item. But mm. you should still maintain the decorum of what a motetia would be on the marae, I believe. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. If you're going to perform on the marae, don't make it a big matatini deal, mm. I should yeah. say. And I remember um, it was Panekiritanga again. And some got cussed by um, Professor Po Temara for their way out of the day done and, and yeah, he said, oh, this isn't the matatini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, how whakaro moe tanga? I think in a marae context, you really have to be a lot more authentic mm. uh, as opposed to doing a performance to appease some particular judge or the audience or the mm. kapa. But yeah, there needs to be a lot more authenticity. So, like, for example, it's interesting to see real introverts mm. be highly extrovert in their performance, but actually the way they might mourn is really highly introverted and they probably mm. wouldn't do 
how to pukana and project their voice and mm. and actions and galore and all that kind of stuff. But actually, they would probably, in their true self, stand there. Uh, quite still with a quiet morning inside of themselves while singing their wayata. Mm. And of course that should be shown on the matatini stage too, but because of the nature of the beast, you do have to project a lot more. Mm. Yeah, but there is a balance. It's a real balancing act. Because it's koinai. It's being authentic and just letting your emotions go completely. Yeah. I think the marae, like, yeah, on the stage, but you're wanting to get those points, eh, on stage. Yeah. That's the biggest <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're like, yeah, I want those points. I want the 100 marks. But, yeah, yeah the marae, it's a whole, it's a different ball game. Yeah. I think in particular for Waiata Tangi and mm. a Tangihanga, eh, you have to remember about the kaupapa of the yeah. Tangihanga, which is the two papaku and the whānau pani. Um, so you're singing to them, like like Prawne said earlier in our discussion, mm. about even the way you're facing somebody. Yeah. And then you're crying with them. Yeah, yeah. Giving your condolences mm. to them. So you don't want to be hard out angry guy. <laughs> <laughs> angry guy in your expression Un- unless of course that is how you are feeling and yeah. that's the type of personality you have and they know that It'll you, you could probably get away with it but mm. in most cases you need to be quite sincere Yeah, there needs to be a, a sincerity with your wayata expression yeah. with your expression yeah. Yeah. yeah when you're talking about wayata tangi and a tangihanga you know from the perspective of um, someone who you know various times sits through as a tangata whenua or puru tanga Modi or te paipai. I try over the duration of the tangihanga to sing a collection of waiata tangi. And that's not only because I want to practice those waiata, but because I give more emotion. Yeah, yeah. You know, in a variety of waiata, instead of singing the same one every manuhiri, mm. I'm not going to give that same, it's not going to come out naturally. Yeah. So if I was to sing a part or ho 10 times a day, Hey, my yeah. my tenth air part or is gonna be nothing like the first one. Mm-hmm. Say so, um, when you're talking about the, we were talking about the authenticity, being genuine in your expression of your grief and mm-hmm. trying to feel. And that's another reason why I think you should have a a repertoire of waiata. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially if you're gonna, you know, in that context, if you're sitting, I mean, if it's just a porphyry, you know, you're gonna maybe sing three songs for at the most you know same yeah. from that side but if you're sitting there th- for the duration of a tangi as tangata whenua it gets harder to really true emotion or have any emotion yeah. left yeah even though that's what tangi is for you know is to get all of that out but yeah. um you have to try and not just go through the motions eh? mm. yeah because yeah as tangata whenua you do you yeah. get to that point eh? nice that's another tikanga too is know what you're singing about yeah you know, I've sat with some of the whānau, some of my aunties and that, and they've been singing waiata for years, but they actually don't know what they're singing. Mm, and mm. then when I go over the whakamārama, you know, this connection, I can see all the electrodes or whatever in their brain <laughs> sort of sparking, and yeah. then this māramatanga comes down on them. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely, I think, kuena te te o is know what you're singing about. It's one thing knowing the kupu, but mm. also you need to know what the kupu are about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think there are some really brilliant motetia that have tunes assigned to them that are just really 
um, explanatory of the kupu, eh? Yes. So you have some moteatea that are, some moeatatangi in particular, mm. is what I'm talking about. And the tunes are so beautiful that they just help you carry that, that emotion and yeah. express it um, in a really, really appropriate way. Yeah. So look for those moteatea and use those ones yeah. in the right places because those, those will help. And I keep referring back to this auntie, but I do that because <laughs> she was my teacher mm-hmm. and she taught me, you know, all these mm-hmm. things. But I remember one holiday she came to stay with us and I was about, I would have been 10 or 11. And um, I got her to record herself because I wanted to learn these motete, the three of them oh, yeah. off her. So she recorded herself on this tape and I'm not being biased or anything, but my auntie, just she just had a way of singing motete. I haven't heard anyone like her. Since mm. she since she's gone, mm. and she really taught me to what we're talking about is to feel the waiata, right. the weight of the waiata, and you could just you didn't even have to listen to the kupu, just listening yeah. to her rangi and yeah. the way her voice was, mm. you just cry, yeah, you know, um, even if it was a happy occasion, <laughs> yeah. and and even her body language and everything, she mm. just was the waiata, she embodied the waiata. Anyway, I remember she came back and the holidays, and I kept the, I had the tape. And yeah, I'd play it at night and have a little tangy because I was missing it. Oh. But but listen to her voice. Yeah. And I think that comes with time, eh? Mm, yeah. That comes with time. And not everybody is a master of that. No. Mm. And in this day and age, we're, gonna be, you know, we're trying to be a master of karanga, master of whaikoro, yeah. master of this. Because we're trying to fill so many spaces that yeah. have been yeah. left vacant. And motetea is another one. Yeah. Motetea wasn't really for everybody. And then you had your masters of motetea. Yeah. And there's, there's people that are just naturally gifted with the tone and all those sorts of things. But now we're all trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. And then in doing that, you know, a lot of the deeper stuff or the things that we should be feeling are getting left. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, even, and Kapahaka is probably pushing us into that direction when we have tamariki who have never known loss, say, and they're expected to sing. They don't really know it, so how are they expected to express it? But yeah, everybody trying to do everything. We're all multitaskers in this day and age. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely to all our kotoite hunga fakarongo, all our listeners. You know, some of you may not have even learnt a motete yet. Some of you may may be learning, but you haven't really had a wānanga about motete and the intricacies of motete mm-hmm. and the tikanga behind motete. So, hopefully, we've inspired you to do so. But definitely keep an eye out and an ear out, I should say, and be a bit more observant mm-hmm. and listen when you go to the hui and things and um, think about everything we've talked about and maybe sort of make your own sort of summation about what's going on on the marae when you see these things. And, mm-hmm. you know, even though we didn't even get into the talking about the dynamics that happen behind the pai pai yeah. with the nannies <laughs> and that as they're deciding what song to sing and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, well, no, that's, that's another <laughs> level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> あ、ほやのえみやつなきゃこうたかとえみやのききゃこうてちゃひねあ、はりるあ、こうさいわひまやのくきろときてねこれろれろあたたのれらねたたえこれろれろねあ、ほやのねまたえみやつねきゃこ
Yes, I went to the gym yesterday. Come out there with Come out there with means that's really just totally fantastic. Mm. Great, awe inspiring, great, yes. marvelous, amazing. Yeah, all of those. All of those kupu. Oh man, he's good at the haka. And he's good at the poi too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, that was our kaupapa kōrero. Mm. So for this part of the week, we will be featuring a motete. So this motete is Kaori Te Ranginei, and this is about a patipaere here named Fanafana and a wahine named Tafaitu. Actually, we had, if you had listened to one of the Once Upon a Time in Mahuru Māori, we actually did a kōrero about that. If you want to have a Get a bit more of a whakamarama for that kōrero, go back, have a listen, and this is our way out of the week. of the week and that was our podcast hoped everyone learned a little bit or just saw a bit of a new light on that kaupapa mm. yeah I always find that kōrero interesting about mm. the patipaere here we've, we've had quite a lot of discussion about patipaere yeah yes um, but particularly that waiata because nā te patipaere he waiata mm. and um 
Koi no, it's a bit of a change having a motete as our waiata, but it'd be good for our listeners to mm-hmm. hear koto if I got a wamaiana. Atia motete as a waiata tautoko, I guess, in support of our kaupapa korero today, which was motete. Koi no, em hi atu ana kia koto katoa. Aku mahu tene ko tariao em hi atu ana tena koto hai kona mai. Tena ratata. Fakarongo ki te tangi a te kori mako Korero flowing at the hooker force Kaupapa relevant, kaupapa out of bounds Kaupapa exigent, kaupapa paramount Nā kona whakapiri mai ki te Kaupapa tino whakahira hira Fakarongo pi karikari mai Hare are mai, o tāringa hare hare mai We gotta gather up close everybody Gather up close everybody Kāne kāne move that body Kāne kāne move that body Tāringa he mea tuku nā te wānanga o Aotearoa. To listen to more episodes, search for us on your podcast app and subscribe. Taringa, whakarongo mai. <laughs>